Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long-term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian Intrickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Monday through Friday, Brian Intrickin. You can find me on the Twitter at B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Find all the podcasts and written content that I provide to the table. But more importantly, go to PitcherList.com for all the great content they provide day in and day out. We are here to recap the day's action and get you ready for the following day or the day you're listening. That day's action recap the day before. It depends on when you're checking out the First Pitch Podcast. But I am here to recap Monday, April 17th and get you ready for tuesday april 18th we had a couple rainouts we had some double headers coming up on tuesday that's fun but we have some other news we have a, a i'm gonna start with something good and positive and then it gets uh, like hello darkness my old friend I should start playing in the background pretty soon we'll start out with some of the positives here on your first pitch podcast your morning cup of coffee to get you ready for the baseball action and pablo lopez who's been absolutely outstanding this season Pitch mix change, velocity change. He's just throwing so many more off-speed pitches and getting swings and misses. It's been amazing. The Twins think it's amazing also because the two sides agreed on a four-year, $73.5 million contract extension, which is great to see for many reasons because usually the Twins don't spend money, period, especially on pitching. And to get Pablo that kind of love just proves that the fantasy community is not the only one appreciating what Pablo's bringing to the mound over his first four games started. 173 ERA, 287 X, 27.6 K to walk ratio, which is one of the better stats that I enjoy looking at for quality of pitching and a 30.7% CSW, which honestly I expected to be higher with how good he's been, but he's just been filthy. It's great to see. Congrats to Pablo. Congrats to the Twins fans. You have a good one on your hands for at least four more seasons. Alex Cora of the uh, Boston Red Sox announced that the team will stick to a six-man rotation for the time being as they have a bunch of young arms. They have Chris Sale from injury, all these things. So they need more depth in the starting rotation. So Tanner Houck will start in the rotation. And here's my t- 30 seconds of complaining about poor roster management by the Boston Red Sox. Okay, Brian Bayo. And, yes, I love Brian Bayo. I think he's going to be a great pitcher. He um, started rehabbing in the minors. This will be his first start of the season. Obviously not completely back in theory. And you have an early start time due to the marathon. You have rain that delays the start of the game. Then it's still raining when he pitches. It's cold. He pitches horribly. He actually doesn't, though. If you look at the background numbers, he actually stuff was really good. He just couldn't finish off batters. But then it gets rained, like another rain delay. So his starts cut even shorter. Just absolutely just travesty in how you treat a young kid. It's like the Red Sox, you wonder why you guys are going to be the Yankees' uh, little, little stepbrothers for a while. That was a perfect example of it right there. So, all right, off my soapbox. Back to the back to the news at hand. Taj Bradley of the Tampa Bay Rays. He is expected to make the start on Tuesday for the Rays in Great American Small Park. So, and he should stay in the rotation for the time being. You know, eventually Zach Eflin will be back. Tyler Glasnow is coming back. 
But if you look at the grand scheme of things, and there's some, some smart people on Twitter that have mentioned it, if you look at the, 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 the Rays rotation, tell me how Taj Bradley's probably not the third best pitcher in that rotation. Why are we sending Taj Bradley back down? Go get rid of um, Fleming. Go get rid of the opener Beaks. Like There's a lot of things they can get rid of and keep Taj Bradley up there. So we'll see how they handle it. But for now, he is going to be a staple in the Rays rotation. And now some of the injuries begin. Hunter Green left his start uh, after he was hit in the shin with a line drive. He finished the inning, but he did not come back out. Uh, Later reports said he suffered a right tibia contusion, and x-rays were negative, so he's day-to-day. It's basically a big bruise on his tibia shin area, and it's just a matter of how the swelling goes and how the pain can be handled by Hunter Green. So I guess we kind of dodged the bullet on that one. Padres catcher Luis Campisano, who I'm a huge fan of. I think he overtakes uh, Austin Nola at some point this season. He's placed on the IL with a left thumb sprain. That's not great. If you're a catcher, folks, do the math on what hand the glove goes on. And if you're a catcher, not good. So he goes on the IL with that. Brandon Dixon gets recalled. He's an infield. He's a utility player. Don't worry about him for fantasy. And Brett Sullivan is supposed to be the backup catcher. He should. He's supposed to catch for Snell on Tuesday night. Again, neither one of Dixon or Sullivan are really fantasy relevant. The fantasy relevance part is Luis Campisano going to the IL. The next pitcher that bites the dust. Jacob DeGrom left his start on Monday after four no-hit innings, looking DeGrom-esque on the mound against the Kansas City Royals. He had 58 pitches. He left with right wrist soreness. I don't know if he was hanging out with David Price and playing video games or what was going on there. I've heard a lot of funny scenarios on what could have happened to Jacob DeGrom. But it was said to be precautionary. More tests to come. DeGrom was uh, interviewed after the game and said he could have still pitched. It's just precautionary. He didn't want to ruin things. Uh, if it was later in the year or a playoff situation, he would have stayed on the mound, blah, blah, blah. We hear all that kind of stuff. So let's get some more tests. Let's see what's going on. It's getting frustrating, though, because he was getting stretched back out. He was starting to look like DeGrom of old. People are getting pumped. Great matchup versus Kansas City. He was dealing and then wrist soreness. So go figure there. On yesterday's episode of the First Pitch Podcast, I reported about Daniel Bard and his return rehab outing where he struck out three and gave up one hit over a perfect uh, no runs in an inning in uh, Albuquerque. It was so good, the Rockies already flew him back to Denver. He was in the locker room on Monday, should be returning to the team on Tuesday potentially, and the team can use all the pitching they can get. So great, great story on Daniel Bard. Another injured pitcher, another injured ace. Corbin Burns now. DeGrom's was quote-unquote precautionary. Hunter Green has a bruise. We're still waiting on results on Corbin Burns here, but he gave up a long fly ball to J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, in the sixth inning on his 85th pitch of the game. He was pitching well. He immediately grabbed his pec, his left pec. That's uh, your, 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 your muscle, you know, like where the bodybuilders can, like, flex them. I can't, but other ones can. He, he flexed his left pec, basically, grabbed it, and looked straight at the trainer and called for help. He walked off the mound with said trainers, trainers plural. There was most more than one if you see the picture. And um, we're waiting on results there. But that's not good when he immediately grabs and calls for help. That is never good. Never good at all. He didn't even try like a practice pitch. He was like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. See ya. Peace. I'll catch you all later. So the brew crew already down Brandon Woodruff, which sounds like at least two months, if not more. Like the more news that comes out on Brandon Woodruff is not great. And now you got Corbin Burns, who like the way he acted feels like he tore something in his pectoral region. I'm just speculating. I am not a doctor, so do not take my word for that. But I'm hoping the tests come back and it's just like a 
an ouchie and we're good. Like I tell my daughter, you have a boo-boo. I'll kiss it and make it feel better. Like I'm not going to kiss Corbin Burns pectoral, but somebody make it feel better, please. We need Corbin Burns on the mound. All right, San Francisco Giants. Michael Conforto missed his fourth straight game with calf tightness. Helio Ramos continues to start in his absence. Conforto's day-to-day. Really no straight time frame, though. Like there is kind of every day. How you feeling, Conforto? Not great. Okay, we're moving on. Let's put him on the IL. It'll be the smart thing to do. We're already halfway there, but no, we're going to wait. Same with Jesse Winker. We're doing this dance again. He was out for a second straight game with an oblique injury. It's not serious enough to go on the IL, but not serious enough to play every day. So Luke Voigt got the start at DH. Played pretty well on Monday night in Seattle. So we'll see how that goes with Jesse Winker. Let's check out some of the hitting highlights on your Monday. And there was some offense on the West Coast of baseball. Patrick Wisdom continues to crush said baseballs. Three for five, two home runs, two runs scored, four RBIs against the Oakland Athletics. Patrick Wisdom is now hitting 288 on the season with a whopping eight home runs, 13 runs scored, and 13 RBIs. Still striking out 31.6% of the time. Over the last week, though, he dropped that down to closer to like 25, 26, which I know doesn't sound great, but it's a lot better for Patrick Wisdom. So I'm curious to see how this keeps going. He has a great matchup on Tuesday night. Great matchup versus the lefty Kim Waldachuk to keep that train rolling for Patrick Wisdom. Freddie Freeman, welcome. Welcome, my friend. It's glad to, glad to see you wake up a bit there. Three for four, two home runs, two runs scored, three RBIs. He's now hitting 328 on the season. Bag never is never a concern. But now he's three home runs. He entered the game with one, if you do the quick math on that. He has 14 runs scored. He's getting on and scoring a ton of runs and only six RBIs. So he had, he had one home run and three RBIs entering the game, hit two home runs and drove in three tonight. So hopefully this is a sign of things that come with Freddie. You drafted him early because he wanted the five-category production, not just the batting average on the runs scored. Let's get it going, Freddie. Long ways to go. I have confidence in the man. Good to see him put it together a bit on Monday night. Andrew McCutcheon, the 36-year-old Andrew McCutcheon. Everyone thought, oh, he's signing with Pittsburgh. It's a going-away party, basically. He ain't going quietly, folks. Two for six with a solo shot on um, and one run scored and one RBI on Monday night, which is crazy because they scored 13 runs. But I looked at his numbers. It kind of got my attention. He's hitting 302 on the season, McCutcheon is, with three home runs, eight runs scored, seven RBIs, and more impressively from Kutch, three stolen bases. Like, if McCutcheon somehow puts up 15-15 this year, at he's going to be 37 in the middle of the season, I think. That's bonkers. I know myself and many others were sitting there like, hey, he's like a late-round pick. He's kind of free, take a shot, whatever. I didn't even expect this kind of production from him. I was thinking like 260, maybe finishes the year with like 12 to 15 homers, like six stolen bases. Okay, cool. Deep league fodder, whatever. He's balling out right now, and he's at least getting some, uh, getting my eyes' attention in those 12-team formats. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box at PitcherList.com. Let's head to the bump here, starting pitching highlights. There's a bunch of them because the injuries and whatnot, but I'll start with Max Fried, who returned from the IEL. He went five shutout innings, no walks, four Ks. That was great. No walks was big for me. Ten whiffs, a 32% CSW versus the Padres, and only 79 pitches. Great return against the tricky team. No walks, getting the whiffs. Loved everything I saw from Max Fried. Hoping to keep this going. He's a big, big target of mine, so go get it, Max Freed. Hayden Westneski, he took spring training by storm. First two starts weren't great. He entered tonight hit with a 7.50 ERA, 6.57 XFIP in his first two starts. A total of six innings combined. That's how bad it was. Well, I don't know if it's Westneski figuring it out or if it was the Oakland Athletics. Maybe a little bit of both. Wesneski went seven innings, pitched one earn, five hits, no walks, seven strikeouts, 11 whiffs, a 39% CSW on 90 pitches. He was filthy. It was outstanding. 
Let's cross our fingers and hope this is a sign of things to come from Hayden Wozneski. Big Rich Hill. Rich Hill, head of the mountain. He was in the, it makes sense. We should have known. It was like foreshadowing Colorado, Rocky Mountains, Rich Hill. We all know the nickname. Yeah. Six innings pitched, one earned, six hits, two walks, seven strikeouts, 11 whiffs, 31% CSW on 105 pitches. What is he had zero strikeouts in his last six innings start against the Astros? Didn't give up many runs, but zero strikeouts. I know the Astros and the Rockies are two different teams. I'm very obviously aware of this, but that's an impressive outing from Rich Hill in Coors Field. That one shocked a lot of people. If you thought that was going to happen, well, go buy some lotto tickets, folks. Outstanding stuff. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. A couple of relief pitching highlights for you on Monday. AJ Puck picked up his second save. One hit, no runs, no strikeouts against the Gigantes. Andrew Chafin picked up his third saves for the D-backs. And that uh, pretty much, we already thought it was his job. That cements his role for me as the Arizona closer for now. And then Adam Adovino, he keeps getting fun in New York. Uh, David Robinson did not pitch, I'm assuming, because he's been used a lot lately, or he struggled, or both. Who knows? But Adam Adovino picked up his second save of the season, as that seems like a bit of roulette in uh, New York. So keep an eye on that. And if you need more relief pitcher actions, make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com. All right, before we preview your Tuesday, April 18th, day on the diamond, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Inchkin, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. Let's take a look at the weather from the one, the only, Mark Paquette. Thanks, Brian. Well, looking at today's weather, we're going to see the the cool 
classic April weather for Boston and New York continue. These are going to be the the, the trickiest weather games. Not tricky because I'm expecting a postponement or, any del- or a delay. It's just miserably cold here. Um, the Red Sox are hosting the Twins and the Yankees. Welcome Mr. Otani and Mr. Trout into the Bronx. So those are the two games to watch. Not expecting any postponements or delays. So that's good news. I will talk to you later. Back to you. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. As always, let's talk some DFS targets on your Tuesday of action. And we're staying out west for the most part here. Obviously, Coors Field is going to be a big one. Vinny V versus Jose Urania. I'm a fan of targeting both of those pitchers at all times, especially in Coors Field. I prefer the Pirates on that side of things if you're playing DraftKings. Very affordable, like I talked about on Monday's show. The other spots I'm looking at, the Cubs are my favorite spot to target in DraftKings on Tuesday, going up against Waldachuk, not just because they went off on Monday. I was on them on Monday. So like, I, this is a team that's clicking right now, getting some great matchups. Cubby, Cubby, Cubbies. And then the Houston Nationals versus Chris Bassett. The velocity of Bassett. There's a lot of concerns with Bassett. I think they're real concerns. So I think Houston wakes up. Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, and company in for a big one in Houston. All right. Going to the mound, though. You know, I got your Striders of the world and others. I'll save some cash. Give me Marcus Stroman, who's been outstanding this year, especially in the strikeout department, going up against said Oakland Athletics. I think he keeps the train rolling there. And then you got Brad Keller, who has been well-documented. The, the pitch mix changes, the velocity changes, so on and so forth. He's been outstanding his last couple starts. Now he gets another start against the Texas Rangers. So give me some Brad Keller action as well. I think Stroman and Keller, nice little one-two punch in the fantasy realm. Things I'm looking forward to on Tuesday, the return of Taj Bradley. Sadly, goes to Great American Small Park. So we'll have to kind of cross our fingers there. But let's see how Taj does. I am really curious to see if the Brad Keller, you know, reinvention continues on against the Texas Rangers because I know a lot of people – Added him and Fab this week. So let's see how the Brad Keller train keeps running. Very excited about that. And anytime, anytime I can watch Spencer Strider pitch, I'm in. I He's throwing around 98 pitches his last start. He's going about five innings in each start. Uh, he's getting nine, he's had nine strikeouts in all three starts. So that's been great. Just had to get up three runs last time out. Uh, I'm really curious to see what Spencer Strider keeps doing because he's electric. But the concerns I always had with him was the depth in games he goes, which could prevent him from getting the wins necessary from an ace pitcher. So let's see what Spencer Strider brings to the mound against the Padres on Tuesday. All right, before we head on out here, reminder, everybody go to pitcherlist.com. Become a member at PL Plus, PL Pro. Gets you into the Discord, all the great tools, and much, much more. You keep the train rolling by joining the PL Plus, PL Pro programs that make PitcherList become bigger and better each and every year with Nick Pollock and friends. So check that out. And more importantly, check me out on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow with another episode of the First Pitch Podcast. But for now, this was your Tuesday, April 18th edition. Hope you guys have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.